Yo, world, what up? We back at it again with another episode of Creatornomics. And today I have, as always, Andrea with me. How are we What's living? Up? I like your nails. Nails are on point Thank today. Thank you. Ooh. And a very special guest, Kevin Booker, the mm -hmm. employee number one of Infuse. So it's the number first one. time on the pod, right, Kevin? I was number one. Yeah. First time. First time. Really? All this time. And never mm -hmm. made it on. So it yeah. was a big day. And you've done a lot of work behind the scenes yeah. to make this pod happen also. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Amazing. Boom. So today I think we're going to talk about how to build a brand. And we're going to dig into a little bit of Kevin's experience in building mm -hmm. Infuse, some of Andrea's and all the stuff she's done. Um, talk VidCon and wherever else our minds <laughs> take us. Perfect. <laughs> um, but for starters, Kev, you want to tell us a little bit about your background, um, kind of mm -hmm. what you did before Infuse and how you ended up here? Yeah, before Infuse, so I'll bring it back to college. There wasn't much of a crazy story, but in college, I was a marketing assistant at the entrepreneurship school, um, kind of helped students find out about the school's offerings in terms of entrepreneurship okay. and things like that. At the same time, I was trying to get my own business off the ground. And I got this fellowship award. It's called the Gap Year Fellowship. One of a huge founder, his name's Austin McCord. He founded Datto, um, graduated from RIT, and he attributes a lot of his success for Datto and taking an IPO to taking a year off school. So he created a Gap Year Fellowship, which is like giving students $20,000 in a year off a school to start their own business Dur during college or during is this, college okay so, yeah. so it's like you do two years take a gap and then do two is yeah that how it's set up? pretty much Got yeah it. and then like at rit where i went is like um you have to do a co-op that's a part of your uh -huh. like the requirements. yeah the requirements yeah. um so i i got that uh that award took the 20k happened right before covid so that kind of you nice. know botched a lot of my plans yeah. and stuff you know with money and all that trying to grow my business but um, what was the business? It, you know, entrepreneurs, we pivot. Mm, so okay. it pivots to a bunch of things. But during COVID, it really uh, became talent management and it was supporting, you know, YouTubers, TikTokers. I was starting to work on like NCAA and NIL deals at the time um, and it was really helping that grow. And that, it, the, Talent management is really what the company became. Um, what, what, what did it start with? Like, talk, walk us through some the, of those pivots the, and how the it became the evolution. Yeah. Oh, listen, these pivots go back. <laughs> it, so, in twenty, I, I started college in 2016, 2015. In twenty fifteen, the company is called Project Visual, mm -hmm. and the goal was to create like a collective of artists that would work with each other. For example, we're three creatives. You know, maybe you're. Uh, a rapper, you're a model, and I'm a filmmaker, you know, we could all help each other grow um, right. and then, you know, benefit intangibly, tangibly from that, from just being friends with each other. You're a rapper, you're going to make a song, you need a music video, I can produce it for you. You need a video vixen, this beautiful yeah. woman can be a part I, of it. I actually love that like, for us. Can we make yes, that happen? Yes. <laughs> yeah. I like this alternate yeah. reality. Exactly. <laughs> like, and, um, and then, at the end of that project, all three of us have things to walk away from. You know, yeah. our portfolios are better. Our like the content is up there, and and we're helping each other grow. And so that's what it started as. Um, did a party in college and um, had a bunch of people there. Uh, it was cool, but it was like a launch party type thing. Yeah, we had a launch party. Um, and we were. I was trying to figure out like, okay, what's the monetization element? And then I was like, all right, like. I don't know how to figure this out. And then one of the artists that was supposed to join Project Visual, his, he's a rapper. His name is Ian Maverick. He gives me like hella Kid Cudi vibes. Um, he was like, I'm about to release an album. Can you help me? Like, I want to do a big rollout for it. And I was like, okay. So then the pivot became, okay, 
you know, we're using Project Project Visual is still like the big main idea, but like there's a monetary component in like helping using the collective to launch, you know, to be a part of campaign rollouts and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. uh, I planned a show for Ian, got um, venues, put everything together. I was basically uh, like a tour manager for wow. like three months, um, booked a venue, did the whole rollout, used the collective. This She's a model. Like there's four models. There are our like marketing material. Here's two photographers. They're going to shoot all the content like what friends do you have, Ian? Like, we need openers. He got, like, two friends that open for him who are doing amazing things now. Like, freaking, um, there's one, um, one gentleman, uh, his name is Spencer. He's, like, uh, like, freaking Earth Gang and, um, and Tyler, the creator, all, like, he's in that circle now. Nice. Um, so it's, like, really cool to see where people came. But, like, used all that, put together the show. The show launched. It, it did great. I got my first like check as an actual entrepreneur. Yes. I remember it was like three hundred dollars. Big day. Big day. <laughs> we were selling merch and everything. As soon as we like the event was over, cleaned up the books and everything. I remember like the the booking agent handing me like a three hundred and thirty dollar check and was like, "Here." And I was like, "This is it. Like yeah. this, this is, is this <laughs> is this is the beginning of like everything." Um, and then uh, went to col. Uh, well, that happened in the beginning of college, and then mid through kind of like nothing really evolved until I went to my four year because I was I went to community college for two years then transferred uh-huh. to RIT for my four year university and um, there is when it became more like okay like my my ideas were kind of mixed with like entrepreneurship school and my major and professors um, so then it became did, did you feel like you got a lot out of college like what were your key yeah. takeaways from your time at college that <sighs> The world a of, is a lot of parties. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, actually, I mean, RIT is a very like weird school. Uh-huh. Like it's it's amazing school. Like I love the education I got. I think like RIT made me very competitive in the job market. Like, okay. you know, like I'm feel well equipped based on the gap year fellowship and like yeah, all these awesome. different things. Like a lot of my friends, peers that I graduated with have gone on to FANGs and like that's kind of the caliber of student that comes out of RIT. So, like, it makes me proud to be an alumni. An alumni, but at the same time, like, socially, it sucks. Like, <laughs> yeah. But a question was it hard to go back after taking a gap year? Like, once you have a taste of the real world, yeah. I think it would be like very hard to just be like, oh, yeah. now I'm in classes. Again. Yeah, hundred percent. Like, right? I my gap, like, I took my gap year, and then my final year was still in COVID, and so oh, it was just a, it was like, like just. COVID in school sucked. COVID plus gap year plus doing my senior year on COVID was just brutal. So, yeah, I I didn't like it. But um, what did you think of school, Andre? Did you get anything out of that? Well, I went to art school, so definitely not prepare me for real life at all. (laughs) I loved it, though. That's what I wanted to do at the time. I studied textiles. It was an amazing, like, true fine art school. Mm -hmm. Um, I think what is cool, the one thing I bring it back to is just, like, solving problems creatively Mm. that's Mm -hmm. like the main difference and just be doing a lot of academics um do i use any of my weaving skills or printmaking skills (laughs) maybe haven't like (laughs) maybe for fun um so not not much on there at all but 
I was a weird art school are you, kid. Are you like, fr- I think the, one of the biggest things for me was the network for sure. Like, I mean, I no, studied accounting, yeah. so like, I don't know. I don't really use accounting. <laughs> for I mean, me, no, for, I, I, for me, if I had stayed in the art world, maybe, but I was a weird art school kid because I always loved money. So mm. like immediately I was like, all right. I started the thing self. art school kids don't, I, like. don't <laughs> like. Exactly. So I was like, I'm going to go to fashion and then I'm going to move to marketing. So like that network, and I think if you stay in that world is super helpful because there's a lot of really, really mm-hmm. good connections, but uh, I have not kept in touch with my people from college. Mm-hmm. So. I still have a good amount of friends. I think the biggest thing for me was honestly the network. It was fun and like, it was a super liberal arts college. So, yeah. mm-hmm. and like, I wanted to, I wanted to have a good GPA cause it mattered for like what I was going into. Right. Um, so I would take like theater classes and dance classes and like art nice. classes and Honestly, like learning about that stuff and like even pol- a politics class I took, mm-hmm. like that stuff is what stays with me more now than like any finance or accounting class. Because yeah. now I've learned so much more beyond like For what sure. you learn yeah. in school in that finance type of world that like I'm like that weirdly like that was like, you know, yeah. not that helpful. But in terms of just like getting to learn about a random interesting stuff yeah um that's, that's awesome that and the homies dance class and the yeah. boys <laughs> oh i'm sure it was comedy in that room every day <laughs> oh my god that's incredible all right wait but let's continue so how well, you were employee number one and infused how yeah, do you guys how do you two one? connect yeah, yeah. You, you, I mean, I can tell you your, your side and i'll tell you my side whatever yeah yeah i'll tell my side then yeah. you okay. tell me your side so i was talent management was working building creators i was like i i I enjoy talent management but i was like i for my life like this is too low scale like Uh i need to i think i'm passionate about just helping people but on a larger scale so like how do i work with as many creators as possible like and i mean one it's gonna help me grow like you know the company like two clients is not enough um so then that thinking of ways like to create a sales funnel to get creators that inevitably I would pitch on, you know, talent management, um, led me to making a discord. And then I was like, okay, discord, um, is like the way I'm going to house this community and I'm going to pick and choose like, or figure out who the best creators are. You know, I'm going to talk to them, use my talent management skills. I had worked with like Amazon, Uber Eats, Sony, RCA. So like I knew in terms of like what the brands wanted from creators, um, and the creators wanted to know how to make more money. So I was like, okay, perfect synergy. I'm going to provide as many resources as possible, talk to them as much as possible. As soon as I, you know, identify who the best selects are, I'm going to like just, you know, try to pitch them. It's going to be more of a warm pitch than it is cold. Right. Because um, they're going to know me. We've talked a lot. And I grew that Discord to like 2,000 people-ish before wow. Infuse um, or Andrew approached me and I was just like using Reddit and a bunch of other methods to mm-hmm. kind of find creators. I don't, I don't even know if it was then, called Infuse at the time. Yeah, no, it wasn't. <laughs> I, I forgot what it was called. Yeah, um, yeah I totally forgot what it No, the drawing was, board. Uh, that's in, what it was called. Well, you, yours was My called version, drawing board. Yeah. Infuse was called Influence Cl- or something at the time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then Andrew popped into the community one day. I didn't even look at his name. I was just like, <laughs> I don't know. Um, and then I think he talked like or all of like four times before he reached out to me. Um, and then we How started talking. Yeah. So I mean, so from my side, obviously, I was making the transition into influencer marketing yeah. and didn't really know mm-hmm. how it worked at all. So naturally, I just dove in and started making TikToks. Mm-hmm. I was like, how can I make a product for creators if I have never used the platform and kind of stepped in their shoes? So. Um, started making TikToks, was like looking up, like, how do I make my TikToks do well? 
that eventually led me to Kevin's Discord, Got where it. people, it was all about like what's happening with the algorithm right now. How do you make viral content? Um, that type of stuff. So, kind of hopped in there, was just using it to see what other people were saying, honestly, right. so I could like, you know, do my little recon mission of what it's like to be a creator. Um, and then reached out to Kevin and was just yeah. like, hey, this is really cool. That's I awesome. think at the time I, I, understood the power of discord and i was like i think discord and having a community is going to be really important yep. to infuse um mm -hmm. i think we i mean i think we would both admit we probably jumped the gun on how yeah. like ready we were for a community mm. at the time um yeah so we kind of we kind of built a community and then we were like this isn't we don't we need the product to be better we need to have you know more stuff going on in order for the community to be valuable so it's kind of funny because now we're kind of coming back full circle mm -hmm. and with the VIP program yeah. and a lot of stuff. We're, exactly. we're now actually building the community that I think was the vision was, behind yeah. like a That's year and a half yeah. ago. We just we yeah, just were a little order bit ahead. Of operations was a little and I think ahead. we might even get back into Discord. We haven't really yeah. touched it a ton yet, but we yeah. I think it was the right call that Discord does have that power. Mm -hmm. It's just uh, too early when we yeah. when we gave it a go. Wait, okay, so let's take a step back. So now you asked me to you decide that you're gonna join join forces. Like you said, Infuse wasn't Infuse before. So the birth of the brand. Yeah. Tell me, because I know Kevin, you've been super involved in yeah. uh, kind of identifying what you guys want this brand to be, what it stands for, what it looks like. So tell me a little bit more about yeah. that. I, I can give you like the early days before Kevin came, and then mm -hmm. kind of how Kevin. I mean, it wasn't even like marketing wasn't even necessarily the the first thing that I thought that you'd be doing, but you were like, mm -hmm. yo, I'm going to make this pop off. Yeah. And I was like, okay, perfect. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I, I we went, we bounced around a bunch of different names. I remember, you know, everybody had an opinion about what the name should be. And eventually one day I was just like, Infuse, it's good. Okay. That we're going with this. Like we need to pick a name. I don't care that much. It just needs to be mm -hmm. a word. So this is the word that we're going to use. Got it. Um, and then my mom picked the logo, which I think I've told the story before. Sorry, but like yes. it was, I was like, you know, which one do you think is the coolest? She picked it, and then Matt Hans also picked the same one. And I was like, all right, done. <laughs> Name, logo, we got a brand. <laughs> um, and then you know, Kevin joined, and then you know, the branding and marketing side is definitely something that I'm less passionate about or good at. So I think mm -hmm. you realized that early on, and was like, this is somewhere where I can really help, and you can take it from there. Yeah, <laughs> not for sure. Like seeing what it was and knowing like the market that we're going to play in, which is creators, you know, creators. Uh, I, I, I say like creators are like regular people when it comes to like fashion, like everybody kind of has their own taste. Yeah. You kind of have to appeal to them a certain way. Like not everyone shops at Zara. Not right. everyone shops at like H&M. Like some people shop at Old Navy. Some people shop at Gap. So it's like, what do they actually care about? Mm -hmm. And then like, what is that rooted in? And and for me, like understanding creators, um, you know, I'm I'm learning more about creators every day. But I, I think for us, baseline was like creators want an amazing experience. They want a heightened experience. It's they want how a special you make experience. Them feel. Exactly. Um, and I knew, and if we were to take market share, one first being the being uh, our our payment style, you know. The, the payment structure that we have at the time right. or, you know, now you maybe hinting to something in the future. <laughs> but, uh, it's, um you know, it's it's not advantageous to what the creators are like, uh, you know, to what they want. Like they want flat fee deals. They want five K, you know, they want five figure, six figure checks. Yep. And so like we have to win them differently there until we can provide them that. that so yeah. it's like now we need to provide an upscale, you know, a really great brand that they're going to be super excited about working with, you know, that they'll be happy to see when we cut the checks and 
So all that what stuff. do you think people think creators think of when they hear about the Infuse brand? Right now? Yeah. Um, I think right now we're juxtaposed to you know, every other player who's similar to us mm -hmm. and we like they don't touch us at all. Really? Like we are the premier experience for like content monetization in the market in the lane that we play in yeah. right now. Now we are for yeah. sure. Yeah, yeah. It yeah took we're us the premier one. A year, yeah. but yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I mean think about it. The other companies it's taken them what, two, three, four? You yeah, know? yeah. We've been able to win what, effective market. What, share what in a year. marketing stuff that I think you've launched have you felt has been the most effective yes. in kind of getting us there? Um I gotta think. I mean, I'll say definitely the rebrand. Um, yeah. Like making like I think the website, even though it doesn't seem as impactful as like some of the other things, like some of the promotional campaigns that we did, especially like the Christmas one that we did, mm -hmm. um, where I feel like we really did take a lot of market share. Mm -hmm. um, what did you do? Tell us a little, like on details it, for I, listeners. Or are we said, divulging our secrets? Yeah. Yeah. We don't want to. Can't, okay, can't got divulge, it. But I can say like you know. We, you know, we we put together a camp. It was it was a mixture of both. It was like having the new brand, having okay. creators see how different we are than everything in the market. There's a lot of WalMarts in the market. Yep. We're the upscale Whole Foods. Got it. Um, and then making them an offer they couldn't refuse. You Got know, it. Like, it was it was really um like a mass email marketing campaign. Yeah, like okay. it just for like brand mm -hmm. awareness. We're like you know yeah. we're here. We yeah. exist. Right. Come check us out. Come check us out. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you're going to love this. And they came. And, and I they love it. it. I mean, the key fundamentals marketing is just clear value prop mm -hmm. that yeah. will, will make you want to come exactly. join, right? Yeah. Um, so, yeah. What other efforts are you guys doing? Like, so we have the Discord. I'm sure mm. you got a lot of creators there. So, you're doing email marketing. Like, how else are you getting the brand out there? Yeah. I mean, it's definitely, like, Discord is not the biggest marketing channel anymore. Mm -hmm. And, like... Now that like the brand is way more developed, then I'm thinking about like the future. I'm already planning on like when we, you know, like September when we uh, do our annual your anniversary anniversary. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm thinking like where will the brand be? Where will the product be? Yeah. Like who are what's the new market that is going to evolve for us because it's going to explode? Um, and thinking like how do we build the brand towards that? So I think right now like it's you know getting heavily more back into social like we yep. kind of used to. Um, and I, I think that to me is like the most important thing. Um, just it's pushing just, out content yeah, on social. It's pushing content on social and really growing the brand from a social standpoint. Um, email will always be there. Like SMS will always be there. Yeah. Um, and you know, this is directly with creators. A lot of these efforts, right? But I know mm -hmm. we also have to. You guys have parallel efforts when it comes to brands. Yeah. Some mm -hmm. of these being events and VidCon right. and like, how do you market the brand differently? On, or yeah, I, mm -hmm. for me, the way I think about it is, you know, it, it, creators, you know, have their they want as much money as they can possibly yep. get. Mm -hmm. And brands want to spend as little as they possibly can <laughs> to get those views. Right. So when you're pitching to an advertiser, you're pitching low cost, high converting views. Mm -hmm. And when you're pitching to yep. a creator, you're pitching like, you know, tons of upside, you know, payouts, good payouts, yep. you know, good brand to work with. So. Um, you're almost pitching completely opposite things <laughs> to the two sides yeah. and you have to market it accordingly. Yeah. And I mean, and, and our best, you know, 
we're advantageous because we can make that happen. Like yeah. exactly, like the platform <laughs> so. itself, it allows you to do yeah. both, which is great. Exactly, and so we'll, that's what we're unveiling at a yeah. at VidCon. So okay, yeah. So tell me, we have, you have a yeah. panel. Yeah, yeah, so we have a panel. We're going to talk um, a little bit about our like CPM model. Um, we'll talk about it more now, but anybody that's listening to our pod can have the early early scoop. But basically, I think we we've tried a lot of like super down funnel conversion events, yep. and that's what our business is built on now is is really down funnel conversion um, strictly. And I think that's kind of pigeonholed the amount of creators that we can work with. I think. Um, we haven't tapped the whole market, but we'll definitely tap it relatively soon of all okay. the people that are willing to do mm -hmm. that. Um, but it, but the brands love it, right? The brands are like, we don't even have to see the creatives. We don't really care what you're doing. Right. Like, just keep the volume coming. Mm -hmm. um, so I think the like CPM model of like paying on views is probably the happy medium between um, where brands want, like we were talking before, mm -hmm. brands want views, and that's a metric that they can bring to their CMO and say, hey, we got you know something for this dollars that we spent. And then creators can focus on making viral content, which will lead to more views um, and not necessarily as focused on making it super down funnel call to action, um, which the the TikTok algorithm and others, you know, penalize less. Tend to, yeah, yeah um, tend to disfavor. So, yeah. I, I mean, we'll see. It's, it's new, but I, I think that's going to be the happy medium between giving mm -hmm. creators a way to thrive and not like, you know, necessarily dooming them for failure. Yeah. And yeah. Um, giving brands something that they can pay, you know, mm -hmm. a lot for and rationalize it to their marketing team. Yeah. What, um, are you guys doing any other events coming up with this? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, we have VidCon, we have our anniversary in September, we're doing yes. Collaboween in Atlanta. Collaboween? In October, yeah, which is gonna be like, they, that's At their like marquee event. Yeah. That's awesome. That's their marquee event. So apparently, like, we have like 3,000 creators showing up wow. to that. Yeah. So, yeah, and then one more kind of in between all that. But, yeah, the season's Exciting. about to ramp up for I, us. I guess for, for both of you, what do you guys think about, like, in the first year of building a brand? Like, what are, like, the, the building blocks that you have to go through? Like, website? They're like, mm -hmm. what, what, yes. what would both of you guys do in that first year? Recommend people that are trying to build a new brand? Yeah, I think establish a presence. It's, like, number one to point. Mm -hmm. Like, you have to have a website. It has to be clear what you're doing. You were saying before, starting on socials, even like mm. you're starting, ideally yeah. going, that's almost free to just at least 100%. like have content out there. Uh, for uh, the brands I've built before, a little bit more uh, based on physical goods. So for me, it was also really important to be out in market getting my products out mm -hmm. so events shows like how do you find stores. the right shows to go to and like, like the right events to be at it's a, sometimes it's trial and failure i do like <laughs> right sometimes yeah, you sure. just have yeah. to you don't know uh i try to do uh, like do a lot of research and just like go to shows like i used to say i was also a buyer so i could just go into shows mm -hmm. and like see what kind of the other vendors look like yeah um that's where also community comes into play Right, you start finding all the mm. people that are doing similar businesses than you, and you'll get very quickly. Nobody yeah. wants to tell you to go to a bad event. Yeah, we, right. will, yeah. that's like one thing of entrepreneurs. We watch out for each other. You're yeah. like, that's yeah. that's not very good. Let's go to that one. But, but yeah. one thing I think, like going to events in early marketing, like you can't be afraid of failure. Like half yeah. the stuff you're gonna do is gonna flop, it's, and you're yeah. gonna be like, oh, whoops, that yeah, didn't well, work. Yeah, that wasn't an investment, <laughs> but yeah. I learned, you yeah. know. But you listen, sometimes even shows that are not good, like sometimes you need one bite or mm -hmm, one mm -hmm. connection that like just makes it worth it for like conversations that are gonna happen later. Right, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um 
How about you? What do you think? No, I I think the same things. Like you know, I think there's like just baseline requirements. Like you said, you need to have a website, a social space, like good products, like yep. well designed products. I think a lot of creators. Um, entrepreneurs, especially when they're starting out, don't really think about like product market fit and stuff like that. Like, mm-hmm. how does your product actually fit? Like, what are the comps to your yes. product and mm-hmm. stuff like that? And then, like, for me, it's like you like uh, consumer research, like or not consumer, but yeah, consumer research. Like, who's gonna buy it? What's their right. age? Where do they live? Like, yeah, how, like how much money do they make? Like, you know, all all that kind of stuff. I think is like the foundation before yeah. you can one, really like go crazy. One thing I, that we were talking about the other day is like the importance, especially in like the creator, influencer, and just marketing mm. put, sp- marketing mm-hmm. space broadly, is the importance of a good looking brand yes. and good yeah. social media. Because mm-hmm. saying like when we're going to brands and pitching them, hey, like let us run your social media for you. Like we're gonna like mm-hmm. you know really help your brand. If they go to our website and it doesn't look good, and they go to our Instagram and it doesn't look good, like then why? What, it's about the yeah, website. like, really like uh, <laughs> you can't even run your own. Yeah, like, so I think yeah. I think kind of like when you're running a marketing company, having really to. good marketing yeah. for your own company is so Absolutely. important for credibility. Hundred percent. Absolutely. Hundred percent. That's cool. All right. Well, so brands, any uh, whether it's influencer space or not, but any brands that you feel are doing it really well or that you guys take inspiration from? Uh, for, for me, I think Jelly Smack has an amazing mm-hmm. brand. Um, Pear Pop as well, I think. Their branding's really cool. And they're, mm-hmm. they have a, both a completely different look and feel. But mm-hmm. when I see their ads or see them you know, on social media or their websites and stuff, I think they're both awesome. do, do mm-hmm. a really good job, yeah. like just from look and feel yeah. at least. We've referenced right. them a ton, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I would say the same thing like it, within our market. I think like externally like i mean i i love nike like i love their social Mm -hmm. campaigns like i love everything about like kind of what they put out um i don't say that they're probably like them mixed with like our competitors is like how i think about like shaping our brand and empowering our creators and stuff like that yeah because a good brand is a good brand period right regardless of space is recognizable Mm. it's aspirational right but at the same mm. time, you also feel like you can access it. Yeah, so yeah. It, I think those are yeah. three awesome things. That's super important to me that like the yeah. creators, are, like it's like, yes, at the end of the day, there's a transaction happening. Yeah. You know, like we're providing you with this. You're providing us with that, blah, 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 blah. But like still behind this screen, you're, that their screen, excuse me, like they're a human. And like right. that human appeals to a certain amount of emotions or has feelings like Things that we need to take in, into account when we do marketing and behind, yeah. you know, the company, there's a bunch of people who I, just want to help creators make money. I think another one that's like not even necessarily like a brand that you would think of visually, but like Soho House has a really yeah. cool brand around them where mm-hmm. like people like there's like this exclusive but inclusive yeah. like yeah. Um, and it's like mm-hmm. the place to be. And it's really cool. I think the way that they built that brand, because I, I think I went to my first Soho House seven years ago yeah. or yeah. something mm-hmm. in, in L.A. Um, and like <laughs> now it's like such a. Such yeah. a thing. So I think Absolutely. they've done a cool job. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I but, went to my first whole house like two months ago. <laughs> hey, you know, hey. there you go. Um, but I think I think that's all we got for today. So appreciate yeah. you guys coming on. We out. Subscribe to the latest episode of Creatornomics at InfusePod.com. That's InfusePod.com.